Thank you, Mike. I think we all need uh, hope in our lives. And uh, when we were preparing our, uh, our lesson, we actually decided to go with the same scripture. So if you're in Peter, please turn to Peter, First Peter. In First Peter, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even th- through refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about trials. As Mike mentioned, we all have trials in our lives. Some of us are going through them right now. Some of us remember them some time ago. And I feel like at this point in my life, I'm someone who's kind of unfit to, to teach this sermon right now. Because God has blessed my life this year so much. God has given me so many blessings. And just to feel uh, God's, uh, just his love in my life, seeing that God is looking at me with favor has been such an amazing feeling. And just growing in my faith, uh, as you see there in the picture, um, Evie and I got to get married this year. um, And it was such an amazing time just uh, of preparing for it and getting married we also celebrated uh, that same weekend both our uh, 10 years as disciples, which has been uh, such an incredible journey for both of us. Uh, I think uh, just, I'm just so grateful for what God has done in my life this year, and I'm reminded of this every day. You know, I, I ride my bike uh, to work, as some of you know me, that's, my, that's how I get around. And um, I always hear a clanking, clink, 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 I'm like, what's that clanking, you know? And... Uh, so I realized I don't have any, uh, any grip tape on my handlebars. So it's my ring. You know, every time I, I go, you know, I, like, I like to go without my hands for a while, and then I go click back, and I always hear that clanking. So I look at my ring, and I'm like, I'm reminded of how good I have it in God. You know, how many blessings he's given me this year. And, uh, you know, I look at it, you know, pet it a little bit. <laughs> and, then, and then I give it a little kiss. Hopefully by this point I haven't crashed in my bike. But, uh, you know, it's amazing what a, a ring, like a, an inanimate object, could, could mean to people. You know, it's amazing what this little thing, uh, you know, means to the people, uh, to, you know, in the hands of someone. You know, for those of you who are married, you know, look at your ring, you know, examine it, give it a little kiss if you want. You know, and, uh, you know, it's amazing. It's just a little piece of metal. But it means so much. If, you, if any of you have lost your ring, you know what I'm talking about. People get upset. Your spouse will be like, hey, where's your ring? People tell me this all the time. Oh, someone tells me this all the time. And, uh, but it's amazing. But, you know, I remember when I, when I went and picked it out. You know, not my ring, but her ring. And I saved up, you know, all my pennies every month. You know, and I was very, very good at that. You know, I had, I had a mission. You know, so I saved up all my money to go buy this ring. And I remember going shopping with my sister, which is something that I would never do. I don't recommend going shopping with your sister, guys. It's not a fun experience. I went with my two sisters, older sisters. And, uh, but, you know, this was different. We were going to shop for something very special. And we spent the whole day looking for this ring. No, Costco didn't have it. Not the one I wanted. It, just, there was, it wasn't calling me. So then I, 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 I found one. You know, towards the end of the night, I was about to call it a day, and I saw it. I was like, that's the one. So I picked it up, 
And I remember how nervous I was to give it to her. I was so nervous. And, uh, you know, like, what it meant. You know, it was a big deal. You know, you know, women, remember, you know, when you got your ring and, you know, you probably spent all night looking at it. <laughs> you know, I did. You know, I got mine the day, uh, the day actually of my wedding. It came in the mail. So I got married with a different ring. It was a stand-in. But I remember when I saw my ring, I was like, oh, this is it. You know, and, and I put it on and it's like it felt weird. You know, but it means some, so much to me. It's just a piece of metal, but it means so much. And, you know, in order for this uh, ring you know, to mean what it does, it has to go through a process. You know, it didn't come out of the earth in a circular place, you know. It has to go through a process. People die, you know, back in the day looking for gold. People moved from the, from the west out here in the gold rush to find gold, you know. And it was this, this big ordeal, you know. It's a very valuable thing to people. You know, so it starts there. And when, when it's uh, dirt, you know, when it's between all the dirt, it, it's not like, it has the same properties that it has when it's pure. You know, when, when it is found in the earth, it's a very, like, rough thing that's mixed with all these dirt and things. And you touch it, and it just breaks apart in your hands. That's gold, if you didn't know that. Some of you guys are like, whoa, gold. And uh, so then, you know, they, they get it, and they put it to this uh, thing they called a crucible. You see there in the, in the screen? I can see it. That's why I keep pointing there. Um, when you see it, uh, you know, there's in this crucible, and it's burning at 1,064 degrees. That's pretty hot. And it has to be burned for all these impurities to be taken out. So you take out the impurities, and then you have gold. You know, and then sometimes they have to do it over and over, because, you know, some gold is di- has different properties. So you have to do this repeatedly, this 1,064 degrees. I don't know if you know how hot that is. That's pretty hot. So... You know, then, you know, it is taken, it's in liquid form, and then they put it into this mold, that, and that's how you get, you know, jewelry. You know, you have this, this shape. And when I think about that, I think about my life. You know, before, you know, God rescued me from my life, you know, I think about how, how it was. I was this dirt, you know, that was valuable to God, but God couldn't, you know, it didn't have a form. God couldn't use me. Because of so many impurities that I had in my life. You know, and I remember just how much God changed my life when I came to this church and be, got able, be, was able to really look at my life and look at the impurities in my life. And look at that mirror looking at myself and saying, man, I'm pretty ugly when, without God. You know, and all of us could relate to that. Without God. We're really dirty. You know, we're this impure, valuable thing, but that God you know, just doesn't use because there's so much impurity. And I remember just how much God has changed me, just seeing from today to the, the person I was then. I was this, uh, you know, teenage punk, like literally, like this teenage who just like didn't care about anyone. You know, and God, now like I care for people. When people do bad spiritually, I start crying. You know, that's a different person. And... uh you know, and, and I'm definitely grateful for the refinement that God has done in my life. And the impurities in my life, you know, they didn't just disappear. You know, it's caused me a lot, a lot of grief, a lot of times of just prayer, a lot of times of tears where, my, where I saw my life and I am so far from being like God. I'm so far from really being the person who God wants me to be. And I remember... Um, you know, different trials that I've, I've, you know, I've seen, and uh, namely a, a lot of them have, have been 
uh, around the, the concept of just people who I loved, who I brought in to, uh, to love God leaving and saying, you know what? This, this trials of God, this fire is just too much for me. I'm out. And people leaving God, and we see empty seats here of people who decided that this fire was too hot, that I am not going to respond the way that God wants me to respond to this, and I'm out. I'm going to get bitter. I'm just going to go sin. And I, and I think of, of what that did in my life. Many times I, I kept going and going and saying, okay, God, we can do this. But there's a time in my life where I didn't respond that way. Where I let impurity back in my life. Where I left sexual impurity in my life. And to see the damage that that had in my life, the damage that it made in my character. I remember sitting across from a mentor and him telling me, you know, God, you know, it's not using you because you're not letting go of these sins. And it was so hard to hear when I see people around me doing well and I'm just doing poorly spiritually and seeing, seeing my mentor telling me that. But I'm so grateful for that, Josh. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful because that was the refining, refining process that I needed in my life. That is what I needed to hear. Many of us need to hear that. Let's go back to uh, 1 Peter. And you think about the, the church that Peter was talking to. This letter that was sent to the church. And you think about the trials that they had to go through. In 1 Peter, verse 7, it says, These, these trials have come so that your faith of greater worth of gold, which perishes even through refined by fire, may be proved genuine. And you think about the audience of Paul. Who was reading this letter? It was Christians who were unpopular. You know, it's not a popular thing to be a Christian in the first century. They were dispersed. So along the earth, you, you know, we have such a blessing here, but then they had to be dispersed because of persecution. They were falsely accused. Came to a point where it was a crime to be a Christian, to be a disciple of God. They were executed. They were fed to the dogs, fed to the lions. That's our brothers and sisters. That's the trials that they endure. And this is what they read. Let's go to chapter 4, verse 19. So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to the faithful Creator and continue to do good. And think about how hard it must have been to continue doing good, to continue putting your old life behind when you have such trials, when you're facing death. Let's read in chapter 5, verse 6, verse 9, I'm sorry. It says, resist him, resist the devil, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Let's read in uh, chapter 3, verse 14. It says, but even if you should suffer for what is right, 
you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. And this is the kind of scriptures that our brothers in the first century read. Scriptures of hope, scriptures of faith, talking about the trials that they had to endure. You know, and our trials today may not compare to the trials that they had to. None of my brothers that I know, maybe in the third world, maybe they do, but none of the brothers that I know have been fed to the lions. You know, none of the brothers I, you know, I know are going persecutions. And you ask, why God? Why did they have to go through such hard, hard uh, times? And why God? Why do they have to, why do I have to go through such hard times in my spiritual life? And it is for the refinement of our faith. We've been talking about faith quite a bit. And rightly so. You know, there's a lot that comes with faith when we believe that these trials in our life are going to be passing. When we believe that all these things come to better our character. I have a couple of questions for you. A couple more things about that time before, actually. Uh, In in, uh, the year 64... Um, you know, I studied this in urban planning. That's what I, I studied in, 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 uh, in Cal Poly Pomona. Um, Cal Poly Pomona, I learned about this uh, planner named Nero. You know, it's an emperor. And he decided for his herbal renewal, renewal plan, you know, he, he looked at the city and he said, you know what? I don't like the way this city looks. Uh, I just don't like that building there. It's just on the way and just gets in my path. So he decided, you know what? I'm going to burn the city down. To the ground. All the homes, you know, think about your homes and all those things. To the ground. Burn them. And, you know, and then he rebuilt his own city. You know, he, he made his city out of, you know, out of the rubbles. And the way that he wanted it to look. <laughs> it's a pretty intense thing, but he, could, he blamed the Christians for it. He said, you know, the Christians, uh, they are a good scapegoat here. It's another one of the trials. But we think about our lives and the things that we tear down and what we build up. You know, My question for you today is what sins are you holding on to that keep God from growing you in your faith? What is it? You know, it could be a lot of things. I know for me, my impurities kept me from growing and becoming that man that God wants me to be. And I stand before you today as someone, as a sinner, in continual need of forgiveness, but who God is refining. But I definitely uh, have seen that in my life. Do you believe that God has the power to work in your specific situation? Your specific situation. Maybe not in your brothers, not in your sisters. God can work in that. But is God alive in your life? Is He working in your situation, in your hardships? And do you believe that the prayers that you pray are heard by God? He's listening to them. And do you value the faith that comes through refinement? We need to believe that God has the power to work in our church. We need to believe that Jesus has the power to cleanse us from our sins. And we need to believe that God has the power to work in every situation. As we pray for the communion, let us think about our lives. And how much God has done for them, for each and every one of us. As we think about the trials, and some are very significant. I wouldn't want to trade you know, places with some of you. Some of you have very 
significant trials. But knowing that all these things have come so that we could give praise to God, let us bow our heads. Dear God, thank you so much for the life you've given.